I want to play a clip of what she said at the Trump rally so you can get a gist of uh, exactly what the kind of rhetoric we need to have and why we need to be so strong on this. It doesn't matter what state we go to. We hear the same concerns. We want to be safe in our, in our streets, in our homes, yes. law and order, drugs and immigration that's flooding this country, and just the common sense approaches to, like, we just want freedom. And a lot of these, you know, tyrannic governments in these states are basically uh, trying to shut that down. Yes. Well, here's part of my message today in my speech as I'm going to be talking about how the First Amendment is dead. They've destroyed free speech. The left has. They've canceled our voices. They cancel our businesses, whether you're a baker uh, trying to bake cakes in Colorado. They cancel us no matter where we are. ESG, environmental social governance, people are silenced in their workplace. Their woke human resources departments tell them they're not allowed to say anything about politics. They're not even allowed to donate to, to candidates of their choice. But what they've done to us on social media and big tech is unbelievable so free speech is dead in america and we have to take it back because if we don't have the freedom to speak then what do we have and we know the second amendment is next and she's absolutely right about that and to prove that in fact we just had uh, an announcement from paypal they apparently announced on their new terms and conditions that they can take $2,500 away from you if you say the wrong thing i'll show you the original post um, they said, you are independently responsible for complying with all applicable laws in all of your actions related to your use of PayPal services, regardless of the purpose of the use. In addition, you must adhere to the terms of this acceptable use policy. Violation of this acceptable use policy constitutes a violation of the PayPal user agreement and may subject you to damages, including liquidated damages of $2,500 per violation, which may be debited directly from your PayPal account, as outlined in the user agreement. So that's insane. PayPal is saying that if you say something, if you engage in wrong think, if you say something that they don't like, if you use your funds for something they don't like, they can literally take money out of your account. Now, obviously they, you know, this is not, this didn't go over well with conservatives. It just didn't go over with, uh, with anyone, but specifically conservatives, because we all know who they're really targeting. Um, and as a result, they actually walked back their comment. Apparently PayPal said, PayPal said that the $2,500 fine was an AUP, AUP notice recently went out in error that included incorrect information. PayPal is not finding people for misinformation, and this language was never intended to be inserted in our policy. We're sorry for the confusion this has caused. Oh, so you didn't mean to? Or did you just get caught? Did you just get caught and realize that you were going to lose money because people were going to start stop using your business, using your services, and start coming up with something else or using things that already exist? That's what really went on. But let's be real here. I mean, PayPal, PayPal has already banned people from using their platform. They've already banned uh, Gays Against Groomers, which obviously, as the name implies, is a group of gays that is very much against grooming our children. Um, and of course, I guess that was considered wrong think by PayPal. They've banned a lot of these people. Um, they've banned more than just that. They ban conservatives all the time. In fact, you know, they, they've already banned conservatives such as evolutionary biologist Dr. Colin Wright and journalist Ian Miles Chung. They've been suspended from PayPal, as have a lot of my friends that I know that are conservative uh, that have been ban banned there or at least suspended for a period of time. A lot of times they'll say, oh, oh, we didn't mean to do that. That was actually an accident. We did not mean to ban you at all. Uh, that's obviously a lie. They always mean to. They're just, they get caught and then they don't know what else to say. Um, in that same breath, of course, Kanye West, as we all know, uh, he was just kicked off of Instagram. I love this picture of him with Mark Zuckerberg uh, saying that he's pretty angry about that. I shouldn't say he wasn't kicked off. He was actually, um, his account was censored. So they're actually censoring a lot of his posts. They're restricting his account. Uh, it was active on Saturday, but only had 12 posts dating back three days ago. So uh, obviously he engaged in wrong thing and the elites didn't like it. Big tech didn't like it very much. They had to say, no, he's too, he's speaking the truth. People actually listen to him and, and Kanye is specifically dangerous. I talked about this on Jeremy's show a little bit, but he's specifically dangerous because he exists in the mainstream world. So like if I'm banned, you know, no one hears from me again or anybody else in the conservative movement's banned. It's not really a big deal to the mainstream because so it, they don't see it as a real problem. Uh, but Kanye exists in the mainstream. So, you know, when he's banned, other people become aware of how bad this problem really is. 
And on top of that, like he's saying his voice is so powerful because he kind of has tapped into the mainstream crowd. So that's really why they're banning him. But of course, it's all happening in Joe Biden's America. Speaking of which, it extends beyond just the entertainment industry. It extends beyond just, you know, conservative voices. It actually extends to our, you know, officials that are, are you know, like look, look at this doctor, the, um, the Surgeon General of the great state of Florida, as his bio says there. Um, he was actually just banned from Twitter or his, all of his information about the vaccine was banned, I should say. Apparently, he was tra talking about how there's an increased risk of cardiac-related health uh, death among males 18 to 39 years old, which is absolutely true. We know that. That's true. Um, within 28 days following the mRNA vaccination. Uh, this is extremely, extremely scary. So they've been banning. I mean, they've been censoring information about the vaccine for, for a while. But to do that to the Surgeon General of Florida, that's another level. That's a new level they're not stopping they know they can get away with this big tech uh they're not stopping at just you know your your regular talking head no they're going for the surgeon general of florida i mean that is that's absolutely wild and, and it gets even crazier. As some of you may know, if you watched Jeremy's show last week, I was talking about the American Medical Association. Um, and this is a letter that they sent to Merrick Garland. They were asking, calling on Merrick Garland, calling on the Department of Justice of the United's coordinated attacks threatened federally protected rights to healthcare for patients and their families. The attacks are rooted in an intentional campaign of disinformation where a few high profile users on social media share false and misleading information targeting individual physicians and hospitals resulting in a rapid escalation of threats, harassment, and disruption of care across multiple jurisdictions. Our organizations have called on technology companies to do more to prevent the practice on digital platforms. And we now urge your office, we now urge your office, this is crazy, to take swift action to investigate and prosecute all organizations, individuals, and entities responsible. I mean, guys, for all the libertarians who for so long were like, oh, well, you know, it's a private company, it could do what, they could do what they want. Well, this is, this is what that thinking, that, that's what that, this that thought process has gotten us to. This is, not a, this is not a free country. We do not have free speech. Uh, and it's not a private company, as you just saw, that's getting involved here or that the American Medical Association wants to get involved. And you know, you know that the Biden administration, DOJ, I'm sure, is at the very least considering this and I'm sure would have no problem with implementing exactly what the American Medical Association is calling for. This is insane. This is not constitutional. I, I don't have to point that out. Anybody who's read the Constitution knows that. But the whole the problem is conservatives for so long kind of just went along with it. I think because they thought, oh, well, it doesn't affect me personally, so it's not my hill to die on. Well, it is your hill to die on, okay? Because next it's going to be you. I don't care what it is that you do for a living. I don't care how outspoken or not that you are. It is every American's hill to die on, our right to free speech. It is the most important right we have. Because without free speech, we can't have freedom of religion. We can't have the right to bear arms. We can't have anything in the First Amendment. I mean, in the, yeah, the First Amendment, first of all. But we also can't have anything after that either. So it's, people need to wake up and realize it's, just because it's not you doesn't mean it's not your hill to die on. And I understand why you would think that. Um, and even if you are angry about it, and, and you might still think that way. But the reality is, that's not the case. People need to wake up because the state of free speech in America is dying and conservatives need to stand up against this because they're the only ones that will. Um, and it's absolutely frightening because like I said, it, there's no telling who's next. All right, before we continue, I do want to let you know about our sponsor, Home Title Lock. You guys, this is super important. The deed to our, home, our homes is the only document that proves you own it. The problem is the deeds to all of our homes are online now. A criminal can find, forge your signature, and refile as the new owner of your home. It's absolutely frightening. Then he'll take out loans using your home's equity and leave you in debt. 
Uh, you won't even know until collection notices start showing up on your loans that you never took out. So homeowner's insurance doesn't cover you and neither do common identity theft programs. A lot of people don't know that. So home title lock is your peace of mind that the deed to your home is protected. So here's what you got to do. Go to hometitlelock.com slash LFA and use promo code LFA. Then enter your address for no obligation home title scan to see if you're already a victim. That's a $100 value free. Be sure to use my promo code LFA for your free title scan at hometitlelock.com slash LFA promo code LFA. Do not forget that, guys. Super important to protect your identity. All right, guys. Um, some really interesting, really interesting stuff I came across the other day. So uh, this Russia pro Russian propaganda video is circulating online. It's, it's gotten pretty popular. Apparently, it's uh, pro considered propaganda. Of course, that's what people are calling it. But I actually think it's sadly pretty realistic as far as how Russia views America. I want to play this clip for you because it's absolutely sad and hilarious at the same time. What do you want? I want to go to the toilet. Простите, мистер, что случилось? Да вот парень без очереди лезет тут. И что? Вы не хотите его пропустить? Я? Конечно, конечно. Его надо пропустить. Мы подождем. Его народ долгие годы терпел притеснение белых. Мы перед всеми афроамериканцами в долгу. Простите нас, сэр. Прошу вас. So I, uh, I have other stuff to get to or else I would have played the whole thing, but you guys get the idea. I mean, how accurate is that? It isn't that sad that that is the view uh, that Russia has of America. And isn't it more sad that it's somewhat accurate? As an American, I can sit here and say that that's uh, very much the liberals' uh, dystopia vision for, dystopian vision for the United States. I mean, that's already what they're turning it into. But it's Hilarious. We're supposed to look at that and be absolutely be like, oh, that's just propaganda. Crazy Russia is trying to make America look bad again. Uh, sorry, that's actually kind of the truth. That is definitely the vision that the left has for America and already where we're headed in. And it's it's sad that that is what we're known for. You think, you know, and nobody fears Joe Biden. I mean, Joe Biden obviously gets walked all over. You think Putin does? No, he doesn't respect Joe Biden, obviously. Um, and I'm really sick of people kind of scoffing at Russia and being like, well, no one takes them seriously. Like, you know, we're we're Team Zelensky. We're Team Ukraine. Uh, we have to be on Ukraine's side. That's what we have to do. Or at the very least, we have to uh, not be looking at Russia as if they're a serious country because they're not. They're so anti-democracy, anti-this. Uh, okay, well, t well, when you look at it that way, then you're not paying attention to the truth, which is that Russia is looking at us and laughing at us. We're not laughing at them, okay? We're just kind of not paying attention, thinking as though we're so safe and protected if we're on the side of Zelensky, uh, which we're not, and I'll get into that in a moment. But I want to also play a clip now of what the, uh, the Russian embassy in Spain came out with. They came out with a video encouraging people to move to Russia. And I don't know. I don't know, guys. Uh, kind of tempting. I'll, uh, I'll show you exactly why in just a moment, because... Um, Compared to Joe Biden's America today, very tempting. Here it is. This is Russia. Delicious cuisine. 
beautiful women, cheap gas, rich history, world-famous literature, unique architecture, fertile soil, cheap electricity and water, ballet, cheap taxi and delivery, traditional values, Christianity, no cancel culture, hospitality, vodka, economy that can withstand thousands of sanctions, time to move to Russia. <laughs> vodka, I love how the narrator's voice is, uh, but I mean, look, I don't know if I necessarily believe that there is no cancel culture. I think if you have a conservative mindset, maybe you would be canceled less. But I don't believe there is no cancel culture in Russia, as it is certainly not uh, the free uh, the freest place either. Let's be clear. Um, but but uh, it's not free in the United States either. So if I had to pick uh, Christianity, vodka, uh, traditionalism, uh cheap gas, better economy that can withstand sanctions. I don't know. Kind of looking more towards Russia. And look, guys, obviously I'm being like slightly facetious. I'm not going to like get up and move to Russia tomorrow. But the point is we have to be realistic about all this. We have to look at the state we're in as America, the country that we're in, the state of America today. And we have to realize that we have to be realistic with, with everything that's happening. Okay. We can't just assume we're better than everyone else or that we're, um, well, we are, or we were intended to be, but we can't look at ourselves as un unstoppable, as indestructible, because clearly we are being destroyed from the inside out. And you can thank Joe Biden and his handlers for doing that. And, you know, they, Russia senses the weakness. So it's not at all, it's not at all like this, this fun thing that's happening. It's not this, like, you know, it's not like we can just say, oh, the constitution protects us. It's not, it's, it's not protecting us. Obviously, if that were the case, I wouldn't need to have this show. I wouldn't have been banned um i wouldn't have been banned at, on instagram as i've talked about many times i don't want to bore you with that story uh but the reality is russia is looking a lot cooler from a conservative perspective than america is right now and i don't like to say that i'm not necessarily like oh i love russia i'm going to move there uh, generally speaking but when you compare it to how joe biden's running this country it is fairly sad uh, how different it is. What such a stark contrast. We don't have a strong leader. Obviously, they do. Say what you will about Putin, uh, but he's not a weak leader by any means, and uh, it shows. All right, I'm going to take a look at your comments now on Rumble. Sorry, I haven't uh, done that yet. Was there a troll in here earlier? I, I might have gone through it, but I didn't see it just yet. Um, hi, Eli. Eli's in there. We're here with you, Anna. Uh, bad moon hey bad moon i see you in the chat marjorie taylor's marjorie taylor's peen that's an interesting uh username is i guess trolling the bible says adam and eve not trump and green yeah nobody said that um anna we just love you girl that's becky Rowe. thank you so much becky Hell yeah, make stupid people pay for saying stupid things. That's really sad that you think that. I'm going to assume you're some fat loser sitting in a basement somewhere writing those things, Marjorie Taylor's peen. Uh, that's also like uh, the most surface level observation you can make because if you had more than two brain cells, you would know that you're going to be banned next. But obviously, you haven't figured that one out. Amanda Collins says the leftists who created misinformation. Yes, that's right. Um never had PayPal. I do not trust companies like that. Yeah, that's the thing. It's really sad. You can't trust companies like that. Um, and that's just kind of the reality is that we're kind of forced as conservatives onto certain platforms. And it, we didn't ask for it to be that way. Mike Crispy says, amazing job, Anna. Thanks, Mike. Love you, sister. That's Bad Moon. Thank you, Bad Moon. Cindy, Lou Who. Hey, Anna. Hey, Cindy. Let's see. All right. Well, thank you guys for all of your comments. Please keep uh, keep that up. I will be checking it out later as well. Uh, but I do want to get to some other stuff. As you know, in the if you read the description, I did get to um, interview Anton Hale. He is a PR manager who's been banned on social media uh, many, many times. And after I was banned on Instagram, he called me and was 
kind of telling me his story about how he was banned. You might have seen him on Jeremy's show as well. Uh, but basically, we had a really lengthy conversation about how this is such a, a problem that stems from the very top, from China down. And he's very aware of, of how bad things are from a globalist perspective. So I was really excited to have him on. I'll, I'll be sh showing that in just a moment. Uh, but first, guys, I just want to say that we, I'm going to be going to a break so you guys can hear a message from one of my amazing sponsors um, about how you can stay fit and healthy, how your family can stay fit and healthy without, uh, while also supporting this show. So we'll go to the interview. I'll be back with, with Anton in just a moment. Hi, friends. Dr. Mark Sherwood here. And I'm Dr. Michelle Sherwood. Not everyone can make an appointment with us, but you can receive many of the same educational benefits our patients receive through our most comprehensive course, Health Secrets Exposed. Modern healthcare, or should we say sick care, is more focused on profit than your health. And in this course, you'll discover what sick care has been keeping from you all along. Here's a hint. You don't need more medication. You need the simple truths in this course to unlock optimal health. Health Secrets Exposed is usually $149. Now it's just $99 with your promo code. It's time for you to learn what Big Pharma doesn't want you to know. Get access to this course now at Sherwood.tv. And with me now is Anton Hale. Anton, thank you so much for being here. You're very welcome. Thank you for having me on the show and congratulations. Thank you. Uh, so I really wanted to have you on. I know you've been on Jeremy's show as well, but I wanted to have you on to talk about sort of what it's been like for you, first of all, being in the music industry as a PR manager, as well as working in politics. You represent people in both areas. So that's got to be an interesting mix, considering the fact that politics, at least conservative politics, are not exactly welcome in the music industry. Uh, tell us a little bit about what that's been like for you. In my position, uh, you know, I've been very fortunate to work with a vast variety of individuals uh, spanning in, you know, di different industries from the music industry to small businesses to the political realm. Uh, so working with, you know, products, brands, services, entrepreneurs, startups, uh, political figures, officials, law enforcement, and even uh, you know music artists, producers, labels. I've really had the experience and and privilege to uh, you know to see all aspects on every level of these different industries. And uh, so it's 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 been a really uh, exciting experience and a very unique experience and uh, one of a kind. And um, and especially you know with everything going on in politics and our economy and our country right now, uh, it's greatly affected every level. You know, in the private public sector. And going down the line, you know, I've personally experienced, uh, you know, the heartache uh, dealing with, you know, the small business owners that I deal with and um, and experiencing firsthand the challenges that they've had to endure uh, through this unnecessary, unconstitutional mess. Yeah. And, you know, you, re you reached out to me right when after I was banned on Instagram and you told me that you had also been banned. Of course, you've had to rebuild your career, rebuild your uh, brand, I guess, many, many times. And what people don't realize is when you lose your account on a social media site and you are, say, what you are, your PR manager, that's a big hit to your career. So it does seem like right now the goal of the government, or, which is in bed with big tech, of course, is to sort of hit us where it hurts most, where, you know, in our pocket, in, in our wallet, our wallets at that level, at our, the financial level. I mean, look at pay, PayPal. They're doing that whole thing where if you spread misinformation they can automatically take, I think, $2,500 out of your account. Like, this is insane. It just seems like they target us at the career level because they know that's going to hurt us the most. Censorship equals tyranny. And, um, you know, we as Americans have the right to freedom of speech without hindrance. And whether it's the physical world or the digital world, uh, I do believe that as long as we are on this ground, uh, our law of the land, our constitution uh, upholds. So regardless if it's a tech industry or if it's uh, uh, individuals, uh, we do have a right to freedom of speech. We do have our first amendment and I fully support uh, our, our right to expression, our right to voice. 
um, especially, you know, coming from the music industry, I absolutely support creative expression and uh, individual expression. And I fully uh, support individual and civil liberties. So um, we, the people, you know, we're not uh, enslaved robots. And as bad as they want us to be uh, enslaved to systematic order, uh, so a hierarchy can prevail over an enslaved society, it's not going to work that way for some of us because some of us are just a little too creative, too ambitious, and uh, too uh, uh, firm about our beliefs and our values and our rights. Yeah, it's interesting that you bring up how the music industry, that actually has in a way kind of encouraged your ability, your your desire for free speech because the entertainment industry, which of course has the music, it includes the music industry, they've been very anti-free speech the last couple decades, I would say. And to your point, that's the last group of people who should be anti-free speech. I mean, they shouldn't be canceling anyone in the music industry. Isn't that kind of what music is all about, free expression? I mean, that's what it was like in the 60s and before that. So hip hop is pure expression. It is reality. And uh, many people dislike hip hop music and that culture specifically because how real it is. And uh, it is a very dark, dangerous industry. And it's very real and very direct and very expressive. So um, whether they like it or not, you're not going to silence that community. You're not going to silence a global movement. Uh, I mean, when it comes to government and when it comes to the music industry, it's nearly equal power. I mean, the money's there, the media power's there, uh, there's plenty of power players, you know, so uh, you're not going to silence a, a community that is a community of art and expression. You just, it's inevitable. You just can't do it, especially in industry with power. So, um, you know, uh, big tech taking an initiative to censor us on social media and prevent us from sharing information. Um, you know, it, it hasn't gotten as far into the music industry as it has so much into society at this point, the overregulation, limit, limitation, censorship. But we are seeing uh, measures uh, being taken where they do want to limit our expression and what can be said and what can be voiced, uh, even on recording or in music. And, um, you know, he, here's the thing when it comes to censorship uh, with this entire uh, initiative this global initiative, the so-called uh, failing reset. Uh, with this initiative, they have uh, developed you know, technology, for example, uh, China developing cybersecurity and then following the UN developing uh, fact-checking and then uh, just the timing of events, you know, when a, when a pre-planned man-made virus is released upon the world during this uh, reset initiative and during an election and, and uh, you know, all of it kind of played at once. And those of us who are analysts and pay attention and are actually thinking about it and aware and conscious, uh, you can see, you know, the sequence of events and you can see the initiative and you can see that even the forms of censorship were uh, partly, you know, aspects of these initiatives to implement new policies, new agendas. And, um, you know, we have a powerful voice. We, the people, have a powerful voice. And even the Bible emphasizes the power of the tongue. So when we have no fear to speak on what is right, to speak on a matter that is concerning uh, to us, to our community, to our nation, um, we have every right to do that. And uh, people shouldn't have any fear to do that. And that's where it all starts. So when we can voice, when we can exercise our voice, when we can exercise you know, um, our rights by, by our tongue, by our voice. That's where it all starts because that's where the conversation starts. That's where we address the problems. That's where we create awareness. And that's where we, uh, that's where we actually go into debate. And without debate, how do we find resolution or solution? So you yeah. see a yeah. lot. Sorry, what? My apologies. Sorry. You're good. Go ahead. Oh, you see, uh, you know, currently, um, you know, with elections coming up, there is a lot of, uh, you know, Democrat candidates and a lot of rhinos and, and a lot of individuals that are choosing to evade debate, specifically because they don't want to be held accountable or uh, they don't want, uh, you know, any pressure for, uh, you know, their devious actions. So I think personally, and my community believes this as well. Uh, if you're going to represent the people and you're going to work to be an official and, and be in a power of a, a position of 
uh, power or authority uh, and represent the people, then you should be absolutely honest, truthful, transparent, oath-centered, and there should be no fear to debate. There should be no fear for the, the public or the people to have the opportunity to hear the very candidate that's going to represent them speak. Yeah, and I want to be, you know, so the audience knows, I mean, you work in local politics, you've exposed a lot of this so that you're coming from a place of personal experience with all of this, when it comes to people not wanting candidates or, you know, already elected officials, not wanting a lot of the information to come out about who they're working with and who they're selling out to specifically when it comes to the CCP. Um, as you brought up, this is a global agenda. This is not just here in the United States. This is coming down from China, from the Chinese government, the communist government, Chinese communist government. So um, what has that been like as you've started to expose some of the local politics and their connections to the CCP? Uh, what has the backlash been like? Have people kind of come after you for doing that and explain a little bit about what exactly it is that you've exposed? So anytime you take any form of initiative to promote truth or what's right, especially if you're combating evil or especially if you're combating corrupt, um, you know, there's there's always going to be a challenge. There's always going to be opposition. Um, they're not going to let off. So as bad as we think that everything's just going to be happy and peaceful, uh, that's not the way it's, it's going to play. There's light and darkness. There's good and bad. And there's good, uh, good and evil. And uh, so we have to play our role in the good to combat the evil. And in my position, um, you know, when you take an initiative to expose information or to highlight concerns to community, especially if you're dealing with candidates or officials who are going to represent the people, uh, you have to anticipate that there is going to be demonizing, slander, uh, personal attacks. And then beyond that, uh, once they work on your reputation and your character, then they'll do anything they can to to uh, you know, smash your finances or, or damage your income, uh, anything they can to squeeze you. And just like Trump has emphasized many times, you know, when when they want to, they they'll really work on you. They've got the power and the resources, and and they are devious. And and um, you know, why wouldn't they? If you're working against their initiatives and they're so adamant to uh, to pull off these agendas, of course they're going to attack you. So, you know, whenever I deal with a candidate and whenever, uh, you know, we're in the process of developing their content for their campaign, uh, when we're developing their method and strategies, uh, we, I always emphasize that as we gain traction and as we make impression and as we start making a difference, uh, we're not really working and we're really not making a difference unless we are getting pressure, unless we are being attacked. That's how we know that uh, we're doing some damage. Um, and it's our job as a patriot to uh, hold corrupt government accountable. It's our job. That's the job of a patriot. It's not to have stickers and guns and flags and, and, uh, and be wild and obnoxious. It's to genuinely be attentive and pay attention to what's going on and be involved and, uh, and hold uh, those representatives accountable. That's the job of a patriot. So I always emphasize that with candidates. You can always anticipate hate. You can always anticipate censorship. Uh, criticism, demonizing, slandering, potentially even uh, being accused of uh, criminal activities, whatever it is down the line. Uh, but it's important that we disregard that, stay focused on what is right, uh, emphasize what is right, promote the truth, and don't stop. Don't fold over. Because if you fold over, they're going to run you over. So as long as you stay strong and, and you just keep, keep going and uh, keep doing what's right, I do believe in my heart that the majority of Americans know what's right. They know what's right in their hearts. They're not going to be received, deceived or manipulated. And, uh, and I think that most people in America want what's right and they're conscious and we're coming together and we're stronger. And it's, it's becoming now a level of low tolerance. You know, now it's, now we're in a position of what we will and will not tolerate. Like for example, Anna, will you tolerate being told unconstitutionally by an unconstitutional order that you will wear your mask? You know, are you going to wear your mask? No, I'm not going to wear a mask. Not, I didn't wear a mask. As far as masks go, that's another topic. You know, let's just, since we're talking to the world, uh, let's understand the effectiveness of masks. You know, a cloth or surgical mask does not prevent deadly air emissions. Regardless of what you think, that's just the way it is. And you can research that through OSHA and get a better understanding, educate yourself on the effectiveness of masks, masks. And if you're adamant and you feel more comfortable and feel more safe wearing a mask, then you should wear the appropriate headgear that's designed to prevent deadly air emissions, you know, that's wrapped completely around your head. Maybe wear a whole bodysuit, and then you'll feel really safe. Then you'll know you're safe. 
But when you wear your cloth surgical mask, because corrupt bureaucrats and corrupt officials uh, unconstitutionally ordered you to, uh, that's, that's not going to fly for me or my community. I've never wore a mask. I'm not going to wear a mask. And, uh, you know, the only time I would wear a mask is if I was dealing with a business client and out of respect, they asked me kindly to. That's the only time I would consider wearing a mask. But other than that, I have no interest in participating in compliance orders that are unconstitutional and that are not uh, justified. Well, I'm glad you brought up the mask issue because when we were talking the other day about this, we were talking the other day about this, um, what I thought was interesting that you brought up, really interesting point. Where did this idea of wearing masks come from? Now, we think it was the CDC. We think it was the government being tyrannical, the United States government, that is. And perhaps that's, yeah, part of it, obviously. But where did it come from before that? Well, it came from China. You know, the citizens there, they, they wear their, their masks all the time. And we're told it's because of the high pollution or whatever their issue might be. But really, it's an act of compliance with the government. It's the government doing that. I mean, that was a really interesting point. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Because you have your definitely you you kind of you're kind of at the you have a better understanding of like what's going on from the very top level than I think most people do as far as how real bad it really is from a global position, how bad it is, how these orders are coming down from the CCP, from this great reset that they all have in mind. My knowledge is strictly based on my experience dealing with others who are knowledgeable, um, it, uh, thorough analysis, research, um, it's, it's taken a lot of time. I mean, at this point, years to identify, uh, the sequence of events, the participants, the initiative, and, uh, ultimately, yeah, uh, you know, as much as people want to think it's a conspiracy and just, uh, just an idea and want to be evasive of it, there are, uh, characters out there who are working very hard to gain control of the world, to crash the global economy, to implement a new system to make people reliant on the government. The moment that we, the people, become fully reliant on the government is the moment we fully lose all of our individual and civil liberties. So uh, this idea of becoming dependent on a, uh, you know, a savior, a government, is, is actually a threat to the people. It's, uh, that's not what the government's here to do. So, um, you know, uh, kind of getting back to everything, we have so many circumstances on so many different levels that it's uh, difficult to comprehend, but to break it down, you know, we have some power players. When you look at, and in no way am I crediting or uh, praising the CCP, but I do uh, acknowledge their position. And as a, you know, an, an analyst and as a man and even having a, you know, somewhat of a militant mind, I understand their art of war. In their art of war, the idea is to make the enemy think you are far when you are near. We think China is far, but they are in our institutions. You know, they've, uh, they're very organized, very calculated, very systematic, extremely tyrannical. And our country is, uh, by design, very divided, very confused, very upset, a lot of unrest. And of course, you know, by design, they capitalize on that. And when we have corrupt officials, who didn't uphold their oath and sold their souls and sold out our American people and sold, sold out America, uh, you know, for financial and political gain that gave China a perfect uh, runway, you know, to implement their policies, um, their systems. You know, when you look at masks and lockdowns and, uh, you know, vaccinations and all this, this is, this is China policy. You know, that's, they've been doing this for years. So, and then next to that, the medical field, you know, medical professionals, they wear cloth masks to prevent splatter. Other than that, uh, we've, we're not born to wear masks. And people need to understand that. You have a right to live. You have a right to be free. You have a right to breathe, to speak. And uh, if there's anyone out there who's opposing that, they're the threat. You're not the threat. You know, how, how are you going to identify we the people? as a terrorist because we are standing for our right to life and for our, our liberty and freedom for our country, our very country that you reside in to play power player. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's a big mess.
And, um, you know, we have mass frustration, mass unrest. And I do believe in my heart, by strategy, by design, they are taking initiatives on many different levels to provoke this unrest, to provoke this mass frustration, uh, simply to get a reaction so they can take action on us, we the people. Uh, yeah. But we the people are smart and just like Canada, we're going to be intelligent in our response. We're going to be professional. And just like Canada did, uh, that, whole, that whole country was dancing on them. You know, they tried to come out and tell them that the people were, were terrorists just like us and attacking the people for standing, uh, and the, the Canadians proved to the world, we're not being violent, we're being peaceful, we'll dance. We'll dance right in your face, but we're still gonna stand for our rights. You know, so uh, I think that there's more good than there is evil, but unfortunately our corrupt media emphasizes the evil. You know, it's that evil's latched onto it, it's got control of it. Um, and I think even a lot of our airwaves are actually uh, owned by China, you know, our radio waves, and potentially even some of our news networks. Absolutely. I mean, we know that there are some Middle Eastern countries that are involved in certain conservative news networks. And, you know, it's, it's, it's sad how so many companies will sell out easily to other, you know, world powers. But before we go, I want to ask you, of course, Kanye West had that explosive interview with Tucker Carlson the other day. As somebody who works in the music industry, uh, how do you think they now view Kanye, genuinely speaking? Because and from the media's perspective, he's this horrible, psychotic guy. Of course, they wanted to frame him that way after he encouraged the black community to escape the matrix. So we understand why they want to, you know, mischaracterize him that way. They want to slander his character. But I'm curious, do you have any, like, other perspective on that as somebody who works with other artists? What's their true perspective of Kanye in the industry? What do they really think about him? Everyone respects Kanye because he's a thinker and, uh, and he's achieved absolute greatness on so many different levels. It's inspiring. You know, me personally didn't really grow on Kanye's music. You know, I, I, I kind of listened to a different flavor, but as far as his, you know, perspectives and the way he speaks and his initiatives and just his, just kind of how he moves in the world, um, I'm actually very impressed. And to speak on that, um, you know, him putting himself on the presidential ticket was probably one of the most genius marketing moves that a music artist or producer could ever do. You know, they, the entire world knew his name. And, and of course, uh, you know, his brand and his business only magnified, you know, so a genius. He's, he's a very intelligent person. Uh, but one thing I do want to mention is in the industry, uh, what I've found in the past two years, especially with the BLM movement, um, you know, there's a lot of, of the hip hop culture that are more conservative. They absolutely do support our Second Amendment. Uh, a lot of them value freedom. They don't like corruption. And a lot of them, you know, really uh, became more educated and understood more of the Marxist side of the movement of BLM, um, in which I totally respect that a culture has every right to, to stand for their culture. And I support that. I'll stand with them. You know what I mean? But there's another aspect of it, you know, that's a, a Marxist funded movement. And speaking of Marxism, uh, you know, that's that's actually uh, a big part of all of this. You know, all of our institutions being infiltrated, our industries, our schools, our universities, um, even our law enforcement. Um, and then we have, you know, a problem with our government. And so when we have, you know, these leftist agendas and when we have a Marxist agenda uh, in play, uh, that's ultimately what we're facing. We're kind of at a socialist, Marxist, transitional stage right now where we, the people, are retaining our constitutional position, but then we have other players coming in and, and pushing a Marxist agenda. And some, something I would like to show everyone, uh, this book, Red Badge, by author, author Doug Trouble. Uh, it's a veteran peace officer's commentary on the Marxist subversion of American law enforcement and culture. This book's available on Amazon, and it's a great source to educate yourself on Marxism and how that agenda has infiltrated so many different institutions. So uh, it's important for Americans to educate themselves and know that we are in uh, a very crucial time where uh, it's now or never. Yeah. And it's not just the elections, it's, it's our communities. We need to stand together. We need to be strong, no fear. We need to have no tolerance for any... Uh, 
anything that's going to jeopardize our prosperity, liberty, or freedom. Absolutely. Uh, thank you so much, Anton. Really great to have your perspective on all of this. You're very welcome. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, I thought he had a lot of interesting things to say as it pertains to, first of all, Kanye, about how everybody actually respects him in the industry, which is not surprising at all. We all know Kanye is a genius. So the fact that the media and the left are trying so hard to you know, defame him or trying so hard to slander his character, it's not working. Uh, we obviously know the truth. And he also said something, I believe he said that uh, it was the hip hop community is actually more conservative than people realize. Um, they don't, you know, they're pro Second Amendment, which I can imagine. I mean, there's a lot of uh, violence in the black community. And the only way that you can really protect yourself is if you have access to uh, a gun. And uh, Maj Torre, who works for Black Lives Matter, he's very strong on that topic. He talks about it all the time. He, you know, he's advocates for uh, access to guns to the sec for the Second Amendment. He's very libertarian in that aspect. And he's 100% spot on because, sadly, that's where the, most of the violence is. It's because the, of the leftist policies in these communities, in these low-income communities that tend to be more minorities. Um, they there's a lot of violence. And the only way you can protect your family is if you have access to a gun, because it's not like we have police anymore. I mean, they defunded those people. So uh, those people, meaning they're police. Uh, so you're left in a position where you need to be able to defend yourself. So it's interesting that he was speaking on behalf of the hip hop community and saying that that was the case. And I also think uh, when you're an, uh, an artist, you want free expression, generally speaking. I think when it comes down to it, nobody really wants their free speech tampered with. It just happens to be that uh, the left doesn't seem to understand that it's actually everyone that ultimately the government is after. I want to take a look at the chat now. I haven't seen it in a little while. Um, all Amanda Collins, all illegal immigrants who don't, do not reside in America can kick rocks when we go, they go back to remain in Mexico policies. Yeah, I agree. Um, I thought it was funny, as I stated on Jeremy's show last week, I thought it was funny that uh, what DeSantis did with sending them to... Um, sending them to, oh, I'm forgetting the name of the, yeah, anyway, he sent them to uh, that very, like, upper middle, upper, like, elite, upper echelon area. I'm forgetting the name. Oh, my gosh, it's at the tip of my tongue. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, when he sent all the illegals there, and it was, not Nantucket, what's the name of it? I, anyway, uh, Martha's Vineyard, sorry, I was forgetting the name of it. Uh, but he, when he sent the illegals there, that was hilarious. Uh, but the point is, we need to kick them to the curb so far to Mexico, that they don't even bother to come back um, unless they plan on going here through here legally. Although I would say, and this is a little bit, um, this is a little bit controversial. I think we need like a 10-year immigration moratorium. Um, I think we really need to get our act together in the United States of America. I think we need to deal with the issues we already have. As we all know, uh, Mayor Eric Adams is probably regretting his decision to make New York City a sanctuary city because now he's dealing with all of that. And I think now people, even the left, they're finally waking up and realizing the reality that is illegal immigration and what really happens. It's not like we just have all of these unlimited resources to put towards them. So yeah, so many people are in the chat saying, Martha's Vineyard, Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, it took me a while to get there. Um, I say my love how the protective way your loving heart is. Is that to me? Thank you. Thank you. That was from Iris. Um, Amanda Collins says, oh, I love to see Anna be successful and haters will not come here. Thank you, Amanda. That's really nice. Uh, I know we had some technical difficulties today, but those will be sorted out tomorrow. So I appreciate you being patient with me. Um, let's see, what else do we have? The best PR stunt ever. Yeah, the Kanye thing when he ran for president. That's exactly what Anton was saying. I meant to get to that too. Yeah, it was genius. I mean, Kanye's literally a genius. A lot of people uh, think he's weird. Um, and yeah, maybe he is. But it doesn't matter. He's obviously succeeding by pe making people aware of all of these problems and just gaining so much respect and popularity in the industry. Like Anton said, like the reality is people really respect him. It's just the annoying Taylor Lorenz types at the Washington Post who are all up in arms against Kanye. And it's like, what? Like that like 12 year old journal. No, she's actually like the sad part is I think Taylor Lorenz is like in her forties and she's behaving like a 12 year old whiny brat. But, um, anyway, not really specifically about Taylor Lorenz. I've never read an article where she bashed Kanye 
she probably has written one, but I've never read it, um, so I can't speak on that. But I, I'm just saying it's her type that is controlling this narrative. It is these it's these whiny uh, elitists that are not you know make twenty thousand dollars a year writing for some like you know uh, for some liberal outlet and. We can't let that be the case. We can't allow these people to control that. And that's ultimately what this show is about. I wanted to start out talking about free speech in general, but truly what I want to talk about is the things that you won't hear on other shows. I doubt you're going to see those videos about Russia on other shows. And I wanted to show that to you not because um, I'm, like I said, going to move to Russia tomorrow, just to show you guys the stark contrast that a lot of these countries are compared to the United States of America and the irony in it is that the United States was supposed to be more like that. The United States was supposed to be a Christian nation. We were supposed to be a traditional nation. We were supposed to have cheap oil and gas, but we didn't, but we didn't because the left keeps screwing it up, you know, royally screwing it up time and time again. Joe Biden wasn't the first and he certainly won't be the last. And of course it's not Joe Biden, it's Obama who was doing all of this. So make no mistake, that's what's really going on here in this country. We are not a free country. We do not have free speech, that's for certain. And I hate to be negative, but that is the reality. But the good news is we do have power. We do have power to change the narrative. We don't have to acquiesce to the left. And that's what it comes down to. Never acquiesce to the left. Never back down. Always be prepared to stand your ground in whatever situation you might be in, um, especially as it pertains to protecting our free speech, because we cannot let them win. And the only way we don't let them win is if we keep free speech free. And ultimately, it all it all falls down after that. That and the second, first and second amendment, of course, overall. But I would say free speech is the most important. Of course, um, that is true for not not just in life, but just you know, in, I mean, in America, but in in the world, in life. I mean, that's how countries have been destroyed from the inside out, time and time again. I am you know a, ma a massive history nerd, so I'll walk through history one of these and one episode in the future where we walk through all of the empires that have fallen due to lack of free speech and you know all of the issues that we've had in history uh, so stay tuned for that thank you so much for watching today don't forget to follow all of the lfa tv hosts on all of their social media platforms we have truth getter twitter instagram i don't really use twitter that much but i did make a new instagram after i was banned it's wrong think anna with an underscore at the end don't forget the underscore apparently wrong think anna was taken which is weird, so I had to add an underscore, so that was a little annoying, but follow me there, uh, follow all the LFA TV hosts elsewhere as well, thank you so much for joining me, and I'll be back tomorrow with another episode of Wrong Think.